Matthias, first, welcome to the Mother Earth Heroes Show. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, we are here with Matthias Langwasser, and he's really a guy who pushes change for a long time already. He's followed his deep connection to nature, and I think that's just an amazing story because he lived for two years in the wilderness, and he just ate what he found in nature. That's fantastic. And afterwards, he lived seven years um, on a, par far 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 a permaculture, permaculture. Uh, permaculture, I think you say it like this in English, uh, mm -hmm. farm. And as he followed his passion uh, for healthy food, he got known as an amazing vegan cook and worked then for 17 years as a cook and even wrote a book um, about his passion. And today, and I think that is this, that's this story and the, the development of um, the, the, the development of how you thought about the world and how all this change came about, that you are today a founder of Regenbogenkreis, a company that is providing superfoods, products that, that support your gut health, raw food, and much more out of the rainforest. And why you do that, why you provide these products, you are um, yeah, spending a lot of time and efforts to protect actually the rainforest. And there is not just the protection, but the involvement of the people who natively live there and give them some base which they can live on in their known environment. All of that is what Matthias did the last 20 or so years and now we are curious to learn about this whole process and yeah what your what your theory was and that leads me to the first question when you Matthias back then spent this two years in the wilderness like what was your where have you been with your thoughts at this moment? Do you want it to escape society in a way? Do you want it to tap into nature? What was, I mean, what was the reason you, you decided to do this drastical for some people seeming um, decision? Um, I had uh, different reasons. One reason was to really deeply connect with nature, to, to live in nature. Another reason was I wanted to um, discover myself. Mm -hmm. I wanted to find out who I really am or what and mm -hmm. especially what my, my mission is in life. Um, <clears throat> and I also wanted to escape uh, society. <laughs> <laughs> Great. And have you found answers in, in living in nature uh, on especially this mission part? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I did. I, I found uh, deep answers. Um, like uh, I had some very, um, very powerful experiences, um, some, <laughs> some by chance, some intentionally. So I had uh, in this time, I had some, um, some difficult experiences, let's say, with uh, plants. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I, I, let's say I ate the wrong plants and I got poisoned. And in this uh, process, I got very, very deep messages. Mm -hmm. was somehow a little bit like you don't know like plant medicine but not i didn't choose it intentionally it it, it just happened you know mm -hmm. uh, by chance let's say and um 
there I got very, very deep insights. So for example, I had one, um, <clears throat> one poisoning with, with herbs um, where I, I, got to, I got to see in my, in my state of delirium, you know, I got to see like a, a book of life. And in this book, there was, um, I could ask any question in the state and I could, and I would get <clears throat> uh, every answer to, to any question I, I asked, you know. So um, I did have like a very deep insights and, um, and somehow I, the conclusion or, or the essence of what, what came to me, you know, after this time in the wilderness was that I'm here to also help the planet, you know, help the, the plants, help nature. And, um, and also that, that my path was to, to go, to dive even more into nature, you know, to live in, to live in nature, to, to, um, to cultivate um, plants, herbs, fruits, you know, in, in, in permaculture ways, and to, and to also learn, learn more from nature. That was, I mean, the essence of, of what came out for me. And a great way to learn about nature is like, planting seeds and getting stuff out of it and eat it directly out of the dirt in a way and that is like actually really from today it looks like a red line right mm -hmm. and maybe in the process it wasn't always like that so can you can you just because i think um it's it's good for people to have an image like how can we imagine living in the woods is it like really you had a tent there and you just lived somewhere in germany in the schwarzwald or so or how was it can you can you can you give us a trip into this world a dummy guy if you may <laughs> what, what do you say a dummy guy to live in a forest yeah yeah okay um the, i mean i, I was um, I was traveling, I was traveling two years um, through uh, France and Spain. And um, there I was basically, I had a, um, I had a sleeping bag and an isomat, you know, <clears throat> and, uh, and basically I didn't have much else, you know, I had like, like a backpack and uh, very little clothes and no, um, no electric things, no lightning, uh, no fire, um, just uh, no cooks, you know, no cooking material, anything. So I was just um, sleeping outside. Um, the roof was uh, the sky, you know, and um, and I was um, and I learned to to live from from plants, you know. I mean, to I collected like um, nuts and fruits and herbs. And uh, I, in this, and I also didn't prepare for that, you know. So <clears throat> before I left, I didn't read or study books on what to eat. So I just uh, found it out by intuition, you know. Sometimes I was wrong, <laughs> I have to admit, <laughs> with my intuition. Um, so, and that, yeah, this way I, I ate like lots of almonds, for example, fig trees. And I and was, was also quite special. Um, I already had a, a, a quite big consciousness on organic food and on vegan food at this time. And so I, I never ate from normal conventional plantations, you know, where they used a poison, 
you know, to treat the plants. So I always looked for, for example, for abundant old farmhouses or for abundant um, um, grapefruit, uh, not grapefruit, um, uh, grape, grape fields, you know. Um, and um, yeah, and the, the amazing, amazing thing was that I, that there was not one day on this trip where I didn't find something to eat. I always, um, sometimes, okay, I had also times where I was quite hungry and I, I think I lost some weight, <laughs> um, but I never really starved, you know. So I, every day I found something very great to eat. And that was a, a beautiful experience. Fantastic. So out of this, like out of this two years, you found in a way your mission, which was something with connecting, connecting to nature and bringing this wisdom in the world in a way which you experienced, which you experienced for yourself uh, with doing permaculture. And now you're experiencing not even just for you, but as well, you're giving the experience to other people with providing things Regenbogenkreis is selling. Um, when you think about today, where you are at today, mm -hmm. so th there's always fr from at least our experience, yeah. a theory of change, you know, like you started out Regenbogenkreis mm -hmm. because you had some theory, you saw something which needed to be changed. Right. And our question is like, when you initially started out with your venture you're currently having what was the thought you know like what was this initial thought um where you thought oh man this really needs to change in this specific way and regenbogenkreis was born exactly yeah yeah <clears throat> um, the the main thought or the initial thought was um how can what can i personally do to help saving the rainforest mm -hmm. you know um, so because uh, I, I mean, there's many, many organizations, you know, who, um, who help saving the rainforest and <clears throat> there's also different, different paths, you know, different methods, let's say, or approaches to that. And, um, and I, for, for myself, I decided that I don't want to be someone who's protesting against destruction because I, I personally, if I'm, I'm extremely sensitive, you know, and I love trees and forests so much. And when I deal, personally de deal with destruction, I, I get into such a bad state that I lose uh, lots of energy, you know. So I also personally needed to find a way to, to do something which also, which gives me energy rather uh, taking energy from me, you know. So, um, so then I, I had the idea that um, to, to sell uh, herbs which were harvested, you know, herbs, plants, fruits, which were harvested in the rainforest by indigenous people and help them uh, saving their land, you know, because they have a, an alter alternative income in comparison to selling their land to, to oil companies, to soya companies, to, to palm oil companies, to gold companies or or um, let's say uh, farming, farming um, big okay. farmers, you know, mm -hmm. who, uh, for, who use, who burn down rainforest for kettles and so on. Um, so, um, 
if you if you help those people who live there or who try to live in the rainforest in a traditional way, if you help uh, them to create a, um, alternative income, you know, then you can because lots of herbs and plants. Let's say let's take one example, um, which is kamu kamu. Yeah, well, kamu kamu is is known as the the fruit in the world which has the most vitamin C, and um, and it, it grows uh, in the Amazonian rainforest, especially in Peru, and it only grows in the in the rainforest. You cannot cultivate it somewhere else, you know. So if you then um, help preserving this 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 natural um, source of um, of camu camu, you also it, it only works if the rainforest is safe and protected. Mm -hmm. So in order to if you then um, if we buy it and we of course look that we have the best quality which is like you know um sustainably harvested you know and which is uh, and which is fair trade so the people are are paid in a fair way um if you do it this way then you help people to keep their traditional ways and to to use the fruits which were there since thousands of years to, uh, to help also save their their environment and their their base of living, you know, and there's there's just this is just one example. And there are many other many other plants. We have a lot of plants from from Peru, um, and uh, so this is like one aspect of of saving rainforest. And and the other aspect is that we said okay, for every product we sell, we um, so we make the price a little bit higher you know and then we we take um an amount for every product we sell and we help we work together with a with a organization which is um uh, Tropen, um Tropenwald Stiftung Oberwerde and uh, so they they work together with uh, with uh, with communities in um in um Ecuador and uh, so with every product we sell, we help them buy, buy rainforest and save their, save their land, you know. So this way we, uh, we save, we help saving rainforest in, in two ways, you know. So this, to come back to your, to your question, this was uh, the, main, um, the main question I had. What can I personally do to help saving rainforest? Also on a bigger scale, you know, because of course, if you do something alone, you have a little bit of impact. But if you reach hundreds of thousands of people, which we do now after 10 years of Regenbogenkreis, you know, then you have a, a big impact, you know. And um, and then also another aspect was to to bring vegan vegan food. I mean, the knowledge about a vegan diet into the world, um, into society. Because um, vegan diet is also helping extremely saving rainforest, uh, what which what many people don't do not know, and also the uh, helping to to help people remember that we are dependent on nature and that we should treat nature as our mother, you know. And for example, we do it. We have on uh, on every product we have the sentence. Um, in Liebe und Dankbarkeit für die wundervollen Schätze äh, oder die wundervollen Pflanzen, welche unsere Mutter Erde uns schenkt. So in love and respect for the beautiful plants, which our Mother Earth is uh, providing to us. 
So this is also, it's on, on one level, it's energizing the product because the energy of love and thankfulness goes into the product. Um, and on the other hand, it helps people remember that we should not only just take from nature, but that we consciously, uh, with respect, you know, um, take the plants, take, uh, that we do not take things for granted, you know. What I really love about the story is this triangle, um, which is manifested in a company, in a uh, economically working company of helping the yeah, Indigene people with giving them um, a, 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 a base of which they can live on by yeah, bringing out of this amazing things out of the rainforest in a sustainable way. On the other hand, there is a company um, in, in Germany where people can work and people can live from and then even productive rainforest, yeah. like this triangle, which is an amazing evidence again, how we can use the system we are currently living in and it provides everything to do good in the world. Mm -hmm. And what I wonder and what better than I uh, wondered in the preparation is how the decision um, came to make an, a company out of it and not a non-profit or something else, you know, like what was this thought process and have you had, like, what was your mindset um, to money as well? What was your relationship um, with money? or and is your relationship and the meaning of money in this whole triangle mm -hmm. because it can live right it's the blood which needs to flow in a exactly. way exactly. Um, in the system mm -hmm. so like why a for-profit and what role does money play in this whole system you're working in right now yeah yeah <clears throat> for me um always it always was like this and it's also not the same um um, I have, I mean, I know, I know, I mean, I, I studied the, um, the circumstances in the world. I mean, I'm studying this since 30 years, so I really know what's going on, you know, and I know what uh, big companies and big governments, what they do with, with billions of money, you know, billions of dollars or euros. So, um, but I also know that you can also do good things with money. I'm also pretty aware that money is also produced. I mean, it's made by governments also in order to control people or in order to, to make their power stronger. I mean, I'm also pretty aware of that. And I still think that it's also um, a form of energy and we can use that energy to also create a big change. For example, if my, my dream always was... Um, to, to have billions of dollars in order to buy land, in order to buy rainforest, you know? I mean, the, the dream is like to, to buy all the rainforest in the world which still exists and not only buy it, but also then hire people who really safeguard the rainforests and yeah. make sure, even if they need weapons or whatever, you know, to make sure that no no uh, companies can illegally uh, go into the rainforest and, and cut them down. Um, so, so this was always like a, a dream which I have since, I mean, since many, many years to, to have 
huge amounts of money in order to help saving the world or saving the forests. So, um, and the other thing is that if you are, if you have a non-profit organization, you're always dependent on uh, finding donators. I mean, finding people who, who give you on a regular basis money. And, and, and maybe also, I mean, what we see, for example, with uh, the, the World Wildlife Fund, you know, which, which was also in, had a time where it was very critiqued because they take money from, from big organizations or from companies. And um, then they also did quite weird things, yeah, like, like hunting lions and stuff, you know. Um, so that it also shows if you take money from, from big companies, it often leads to that you then have to, uh, let's say, to betray your vision. You know, and so I said it's the best. I thought it's the best thing to to develop the the most powerful um, herb herbal combinations or superfoods in order to make people healthier, and then to have to with the selling of the products have a stable income in order to to help people to um, you know to to become more awakened or help saving rainforest and so on. And I always see that now, I mean, since our project is, is quite big, I mean, let's say we have, um, let's say around 20 people internally, and then we have around, I mean, lots of external people who also work for us or live from, from Regenbogenkreis. So we have some resources also for things which do not bring us any money, you know? Um, for example, I say, uh, I, you know, I, I ask my assistant to, to do some research on, um, on some topic. For example, let's say, let's take the, the topic of, of virus, you know, um, just, just a little side, a little side hint that um, there's, uh, until today, there's no scientific proof that viruses cause diseases. It's there's no scientific proof for that and ne nearly nobody knows that you know and nearly nobody would believe me if i would tell that you know if, and so i i asked her to to do a lot of research on that so that i can um, produce a video on that topic because in my opinion is extremely important that this knowledge comes out so that people lose this this crazy uh, fear which is also consciously made you know but this is another topic so um or, or we, we we can invest or i can hire people to to make a lot of research on how people can escape the uh, the vaccination uh, enforcement you know and then that's because we have uh, not much but we have a little bit of money in the background so that we can also do some things which um, we couldn't do if we wouldn't make money with selling the products. You know? So, um, and then I'm quite thankful that we have that base now. And, and when you think about this journey um, you had, what has changed in your worldview? Because what I recognize and mm -hmm. what we have seen throughout this podcast, perspectives change, right? And perspectives change with experience. And I mean, through building what you have built, I imagine that you have collected a lot of new experiences. 
did your like world view change in a way which reflects in the mission of Regenbogenkreis now as well and what is like I mean when you talk about um, yeah buying the whole rainforest in, in the whole world you know like what is the specific vision maybe based on this new learnings for the next couple of months and years like did, did anything change and are you um, shortly before I don't know having some new thing coming out or something like that you know like did your perspective change about the last 10 years and how does it reflect on the mission for the next two three years for Regenbogenkreis? Yeah uh, I mean the, the journey was and is uh, very intense uh, because I was always I was always uh, looking for the truth you know I mean I wanted to I, I'm someone who I'm always ready to to change my opinion if I find new, new evidence. So um, I, I, I'm not someone who has a, like a, a system, a belief system and wants to stay in that belief system because it's comfortable. I really want to know what is true and what is not true. So I was always a seeker for the truth. I mean, not um, for, uh, on, on a spiritual level, you know, <clears throat> so I was studying or I, or I am studying, um, let's say the, the laws of nature or the laws of life but also on a, on a political level, because in my opinion, we need also to look at the political level or the, the business level <clears throat> worldwide if you want to change things. And um, what I was witnessing is that I had, um, for example, I had big hopes when the creams came to power in Germany, you know. I thought, wow, now it's really going to change, you know. But now after, let's say, 10 years later, I see nothing changed, you know? I mean, it's just now what's left of the Greens is the, the name, yeah? <laughs> it's really what's left. Otherwise, they're really doing nothing to help saving the environment. I mean, there are some little, some little examples where it's not like that, okay, I, I know that, yeah? But in general, they're totally, they were totally bought by the system, you know? Now they're even promoting uh, the pharmaceutical companies, you know. Um, it, it's really, uh, it's, it's a little bit sad to witness. So I, or now I can also see that a lot of green ideas are used just to, to keep on with destroying nature. Yeah, so now it's like, uh, because it's, it's like a trend to be, let's say, alternative, to be, uh, and they all use the, the phrases of um, uh, what's what's the name uh, of being sustainable and so on. It, it's a big it's a big trend, and it's very in to do that, you know. But I mean, in my opinion, we, we, the only thing what matters is at the end is the result. You know? mm -hmm. So I mean, you can be politicians and you know. Uh, and they, they can talk whatever they want, you know, but at the end, the only thing what matters is the fruits of their actions. And there we had, need to very carefully look. I mean, for example, um, one hand is, on one hand, it's important that we stop the, the car pollution, right? But then if we produce electric cars and we don't look at um, what happens, oh, in order to, to produce the, the, the echoes, you know, for the electric cars, 
which is like a, a huge nature destruction in, for example, in, in uh, South America. Um, that, that's not, we have to look at the whole picture. And that's very, in my opinion, very, very important. And um, so, and we need to be, let's say in 10 years ago or 20 years ago, it was, it was everything was very clear, you know? Like you had the, for example, you had the conservatives and the conservatives, conservatives, they hated nature protection, yeah? They always worked, like the CDU, they always worked against everything which had to do with nature protection. And then the Greens and the, let's say the left wings of the, of the socialists, the SPD, they worked for good things. It looked like it at least, yeah? But now the whole thing is totally mixed up. And you need to very carefully look who says what and, and, and then especially what they do. Um, and so we need to be, or let's say the people who, who really wanna, who, not, who do not only pretend to, to that they wanna change the world, but they who mean it from the heart, you know? They need to look very carefully at what people really do. And um, so, in a way, it's it's not as, in my opinion, it's not as black and white anymore as it as it seemed to be. Or black and green. <laughs> or black and green. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So um, and uh, and there's many. I mean, there's what also changed is, for example, I mean, the vegan movement became very very strong. You know. So there's like, which is really great that so many people are, are conscious about what they're eating or what, what they, their diet, how their, their diet might, may affect um, the world or nature or animals. And, um, and there's also a big consciousness on alternative living, especially, or let's say on, on sustainable living, especially in Europe or in Germany, also in the States. And, um, so that is a, a great development on, but we also need to see that uh, concerning destruction, a, distru a destruction of nature, that is still going on. That didn't change, you know. Mm. Um, so we, we really need to, um, in my opinion, help, help um, people to, to wake up, you know, and, and to see that we need to protect our, our life resources in order to be able to survive. And, but, and also on, on the other hand, to be behind the destruction mm -hmm. because there are forces behind that. It's not, many things are not just happening by chance. They're intentionally created, you know? Um, and that is also something we need to look at and we need to, in my opinion, really uh, change the political system and the society we're living in because it's not democratic, even if it's, we are told that, you know, it's yeah. that nothing democratic about the system. Yeah. And we really need to change it. Mm -hmm. Talking about, I mean, now we are on a, on a big scale, right? Talk, we're talking about changing political systems. We are talking about um, changing how certain companies, yeah, trade humanity and nature and like our whole planet and all and you talked about we need to wake up more people and um, from my opinion there are 
like first i would not fully agree but we don't need to agree on that uh, on the whole political and what corporations do side but what i agree is that more people need and will wake up in in some way what does waking up means for you because i mean there are huge climate movements uh, at the moment going on right it has like top priority even in and after corona um which which yeah uh, took a lot of focus of of people in boardrooms sustainability still had a huge priority at least i felt like that through the podcast and through talking to people and there are even things talked about on a big political level like something that, like the great reset where yes ceos politicians all kind of people think about how we not go back to an economical system we have lived in before corona but we actually use this shutting down of the system of corona to rethink a lot of things and to build it up better um, from there where we are so i have the feeling and the question is i have the feeling there are waking up a lot of people in certain ways you know maybe it's not the, the the right or the best way but at least there isn't an awakening so what do you mean with we need to wake more people up and is this waking up reflecting in the mission of regenbogenkreis at the moment or is it more a personal mission besides regenbogenkreis you're seeking out at the moment um yeah first of all um, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's, of course, many, many people and, and uh, also uh, many companies who are, um, you know, who are dealing with those questions and, you know, and rethinking lots of things. Um, so there's a, there's a big awakening or a big awakening happening already, which is really great. Um, um, on the other hand, so what and, and what I mean with waking up is this coming really coming back to nature, you know, to that we really um, understand that it's because, for example, my experience is you can only protect something if you know it and if you love it. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you if you live in a let's say in a mind world in a mind world where, it's, where everything is on a, on a logical level, you know, um, but you don't, you didn't experience, for example, the connection to an old tree, with an old tree, um, then you, you, you don't know that connection and you cannot really, um, you will not, you cannot love it because you don't know it. And if you don't know it, it's not so close to you. It's just a, something very emotional, you know. So um, people, in my opinion, people need to feel that we are not separated. We are not separated from nature. We are not separated from others. And we are, we are all connected. And every action we take is affecting others yeah, in, in a good way or in a bad way. So um, I'm talking about this waking up on a, let's say on a spiritual level, but also on an emotional level um, to, for ex I mean, just give you a very practical example. 
if you if you produce a lot of rubbish you know and you throw this rubbish into a container and then once per week the rubbish is is brought away somewhere and this burned or whatever or it's sold to africa whatever it is you know it's the rubbish is where you don't see the effects of your action but for example if you if there's no rubbish transportation and you need to keep that rubbish at your house you will very carefully think about how many rubbish you will produce in the future mm -hmm. because you it stinks you know it looks ugly it smells uh, so you have the direct effect and um, in, in, this, in this world we live in right now, which is so, let's say, so civilized, you know, um, we often don't see the effects of our actions because um, it's not direct, you know. So um, that's something what I, what I see as my mission to help people um, remember the connection with nature and also, for example, uh, how important is us it is to to save the trees to save the forests to save especially the old trees also in our country you know which which were grown since hundreds of years and um and i saw a lot of them disappear in my life you know uh, just for no reason just because they were in the way or whatever um so yeah so that is that is what i and then also and then also to to see um, and to help understand the system we are living in, that is that is what I also also see as my as my mission. When you talk about a tree in the way of, for example, like a street, you know, and we 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 put away this tree to put a street on. I mean, you you are an entrepreneur now, right? I don't know if you would call yourself like this or if you have another name for it, but you have a company, and I think like correct me if i'm wrong but i would guess that you sometimes need to be practical straight on this way there is the street in a way and there is something in a way but we need to like go over this obstacle and 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 go straight on you know like you you know you have experience in this world what practicality is and that there needs to be a, a result in the end and i wonder how you connect this 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 attitude of like you know the, 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 this attitude of hey when there is a tree in the way build the street around and don't cut the tree and build like how you connect this attitude with the practicality our lives and especially our lives as entrepreneurs and as people who really want to push big things forward how you connect this both worlds you know if like do, just do, just do i see a difference or do you see there a stretch sometimes as well between both of these worlds mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> it is uh, sometimes it is really a challenge you know um, because like we I, i did build this company and this company is in this system in this society in this economy world and um and we need to in order to pay the uh the loans no not the loans what do you say um the uh, the salaries in order to, to pay the salaries we need to make a certain amount of money every month you know and um so 
it's it's a very it's very, and for for example when I started when I started the company I was I was like I had this idea of all the people you know who work with me they are my friends you know we are like a big community we decide everything together and uh, it will be just wonderful you know and everyone is heard and so on and so I started with this in a, in a quite naive way and it really didn't work out at all it just didn't work. <laughs> it was a disaster, you know, because uh, I mean, I even had had to, <laughs> I give you I give you a funny example, you know. I, so I was I was um, at this time we had uh, at the beginning we did everything ourselves, you know. We produced the products, we we packed the packages, and did send it out to customers and so on. So I was uh, I was there, and we had at this time we had at this point we had like twenty five people. And um, there was one, one woman, um, very spiritual, <laughs> and she was always walking around, you know, talking to people. And I said to her, listen, um, what about working, you know? And then she said, my mission is to spread good vibes, you know? <laughs> and that was, it's like a, a typical example, you know? A lot of people who came to us and thought, wow, Let's go to Regenbogenkreis. There, everything is different, you know. We can be really alternative. Um, we meditate in the mornings, we meditate in the, at noon, we meditate in the evening, yeah, in between. <laughs> some fun some packages got sent away. <laughs> you know, so it's like, um, it's, I mean, it really, you know, I even came to a, I mean, after some years, I even came to a point when I, when I was on, on hiring you know, I needed to hire some new people. I said, if they say they are spiritual, I, I will not hire them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how do you connect this today? Like, I mean, it looks like you went through the struggle and you found some conclusion out of it. I, of course, it's never finished, but you, what is the conclusion today um, out of this mess in, in a way? Yeah, so though the, con uh, conclu the conclusion is that uh, in order to, to have a, a successful business, you know, you need to be extremely clear. You need to be extremely clear in the outside, but also in the inside. Uh, for example, now we have like for every, for every process in the company, you have a written, the process is written down. Mm -hmm. Just um, because we cannot afford anymore to to lose times in discussions, you know. Right. Because before it was like one person said, "No, we do it like this." The other person said, "No, we do it like that." And then they were like struggling, you know, and the work was not done. So now we have very clear processes, and we also set cl very clear intentions when we hire people. We say, "Okay, this is your task, and you need to be successful." with that task and we also want to have a certain engagement you know like it's it's also a mindset the mindset mm -hmm. is um because when i built the company i always said i give 100 percent. i give 100 percent energy everything i have to make that possible otherwise i would have given up many many times already you know, because we had many hard times in between also also economically you know where it was, where it was very tight to not making it in the next month. 
So, um, and we always say, when we hire new people, we say, we want you to be disciplined. You know, we want you to be 100% engaged and we want you to have a positive mindset. Like, for example, if there's a problem, you um, talk to us and you give us a, an idea how we can solve the problem. But you're not someone who doesn't talk and then in the back says, well, they are, sh you know, they are shit, you know, Matthias is not what, I mean, I was, and I experienced it, that people said, I'm, I, that I, do, I would not walk my talk, right? Because um, they thought I would be nicer, you know? <laughs> the thing is, I am extremely nice, but uh, I need, also need to protect the project. Yeah, and if people, um, do not, I mean, we, we pay, let's say, for one person, we need to pay like, let's say, 3,000 euros per month, you know? Right. And that person needs to produce that money, at least. Otherwise, it, it financially doesn't work. I mean, it's just we live in that business world. I cannot change it right now, you know? So, um, and it, seriously, I mean, probably it would be different if we would have, have like millions of euros over, which we don't. So we need to look very carefully that every area in the company is productive and it is also, it's also efficient. So, uh, and, and at the same time, and that is uh, the business side, you know, and at the same time, let's, let's say the emotional, the spiritual side is that we, um, do everything that the people are happy. Like yeah. they get the superfoods for free, you know, we have potlucks, uh, they get, um, and, and we always say, hey, listen, if you, you have anything you need, come to us, uh, we, we will help you. We can solve anything, but we need to talk about it, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, I always encourage people, I, I, I thank them for their efforts, you know? So it's, it's, like, a, it's like a mix of being, very clear and also I also needed to learn to lead mm -hmm. and to also um, at some point say end of discussion I decide because otherwise we will not uh, come to the to the end of this topic and <laughs> we don't have time for that you know and at the same time to be open and loving and um, to I need really needed to bring that two worlds together you know and uh, and I also uh, I also did did uh, book a lot of coaching for that, you know. I mean, because uh, <laughs> when I started the company, I was I was simply too nice. Mm -hmm. I couldn't say no, and it didn't work. So I needed to. I had, I had a coach. I had a coach, you know, and he and then I learned step by step, you know, to to set my borders, to say no. To also fire people. What was the mindset behind not saying no? Because coming back again to the three, like the, the, the thing how I see the world is that the people who build the street and cut down the tree face the same problem as you have faced by being so nice in the company and saying yes to everything and engaging in every discussions forever in a way. And, and my question is, how have, like, how have you solved this now in a way without going too over the edge, right? Which some people do then and be super hard and like go in the other direction. How you find this nice middle? Because I think that can teach a lot to all the people out there 
because we all need to find this middle, right? In the world we are living and the world we are wishing to have. And there are so many, yeah, uh, black and greens we are have in us and in the world, you know, which we somehow need to bring together. How have you mastered this through your coachings and, and, and stuff? I think one, one thing uh, I uh, realized for myself is I, I do deeply believe that the energy which holds everything together is love. Right. And that, that uh, our, my highest goal is to be an expression of love. Mm -hmm. And I learned that to really love is also to set borders sometimes yeah. if it's necessary and to also say no and to also sometimes fight against something or for something yeah um maybe a little bit like this you know this sage uh, this tale of this tale of jesus you know mm -hmm. went into the temple and he you know he uh, threw down the the tables and he you know he threw the the people who made money in the temple out you know so he also there you could say he was not loving, you know, but maybe he was extremely loving at this moment where he showed those people that this is not the right way. Um, and that's, that's the thing for me. For example, one important thing is when I, when I work with, um, with people, also because in my company I, I work with people, of course, also on an emotional level or on a personal level. And I know that, that everyone wants to be seen. Yeah, people want want to be seen and they want to be heard, and that is extremely as the same as children, you know, and um, that's the most important thing. So, for example, I learned um, if I make choices, uh, decisions where I say now you do it, you have to do it like this. Yeah, and uh, let's say five years ago I just said this is the decision, do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. now I say. Now I explain why, I, why this is a decision, you know? Uh, so I, I say, I decided this because of this and this and this. And that's because people need to understand what our, let's say, we, the leaders in the company, yeah? I mean, there's two more beside me. Um, they need to understand why we uh, made certain decisions. So, because if they do not understand it, then they, they have like suggestions of we might be wrong, you know, we might not listen to them, we might not uh, take them uh, uh, take them into our considerations and so on. And, um, and that's one thing what I really learned uh, to, to, um, to set the border if it's necessary, but also explain why and to not be super hard, to be just, um, to just say, this is my border and because and I still, for me, you're still a great person. It doesn't have to do anything with you. It's not personal. You know what I mean? I really like this thought of um, setting borders with the initial thought of being loving, being nice, being kind, which doesn't mean, I mean, that's a perception maybe we humans as well have that love means not setting border, right? But maybe, as you said, especially when you're loving it means setting borders and being crystal clear 
with the per people and persons around around you and it depends as well right when you have a lot of uh, love and passion for for a regenbogenkreis and there is a person who is hurting this project in a way with with the, its behavior then it is you can be really loving for regenbogenkreis and show that this is a playground which you and other people have built which you don't allow now that it's that it's hurt in a way right so i think it's cool to bring both of these concepts together and see and it's good learning or good to visualize again that setting borders can or is a result out of love often it can be a result out of love and not out of I want to, and I need to restrict other people or some, 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 something like this. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, and it's still, for me, it's still like a learning process, you know, because I always make the experience that we are very, I mean, very patient also when people can, do not do their job as we need it, you know, we, we try everything to help them to, to be able to manage, you know. And that also costs us a lot of money because in the meanwhile, we often lose money just because, one example, if you have a person, we have a person in the purchase department and they forgot to order products, you know, so then the products were not on stock, which meant that the, <clears throat> we, we lost a lot of money just because the products were not there. So the, some for this person it might have looked as a little mistake but this little mistake costed us a lot of money which we didn't have yeah and then this and that's it's always like what do you do you know how long do you <clears throat> give the person a chance until you need need to realize okay wow we just cannot finance it any longer that experiment yeah and um and that's and i think if i would have been more hard I would have probably would have uh, made more income, yeah? yeah. But on the other hand, that I can I don't want to be hard. So it's always I'm I'm still always finding to trying to find a balance, you know. Uh, Matthias, I have a curiosity. So um, so when we did our research and we were like really blown away by what you have done, it's you know. To basically, you follow your passion for the past 25 years, 30 years, just a long journey. Like, you know, so many entrepreneurs would quit in the second, third year, fourth year. So it means that, you know, it shows a lot of like unique characteristics of you. Um, so, so this is my personal curiosity and I would like to ask from you because I don't have an answer for it. Then I look at the future, right? the future obviously is not bright as we if things go continue going on this path right so as an entrepreneur who has a business whose mission is to save rainforests how do you keep yourself hopeful mm -hmm. how do and just <coughs> i when you look at the future are you hopeful do you have hopes? And you, you know, please give me a really a, a answer that I could just like take it and like you know uh, use it to just really make myself um, use it in my personal life. 
And then, so that's part of one part of the question. The other part is... Maybe, maybe I can answer this first. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then, then you ask the next question. Sure. Um, I, always, I always give honest answers, so <laughs> no worries. <laughs> um, the thing is, <clears throat> this question, which you just asked me, is for me maybe one of the most important questions in my whole life. And I was always struggling with this my whole life. And I'm still, I'm still struggling, you know, because um, um, I had times where I was totally depressed. Mm -hmm. I had times where I looked at nature destruction and I was depressed. I couldn't even get out of bed, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, since also many years, I have a, a strong connection to, um, to spirit beings, <clears throat> which I talk to. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's another, that's another story how I, how I found them. But um, I, I t since more than 20 years, I talk to them on a daily basis. And I always, <clears throat> I, maybe, maybe the same question you asked, I asked them maybe a thousand times, you know, over the last decades. And, um, and the answer always was, I mean, one answer is that we are creators, right? So um, we need to um, create the future which we want to experience consciously in our, let's say, in our consciousness, in our mind. So in other words, if millions of people visualize the planet as, a, let's say, as paradise, yeah, let's say the Everyone lives in peace, the forests are saved, uh, we have permaculture everywhere and so on, organic gardening and so on. Then, then that has an immense power and the, the chance that this reality will manifest is extremely high because there are millions of people who believe in it. You know? On the contrary, if millions of people visualize or hundreds of millions of people visualize um, deserts, you know, like, like rainforest destruction, like cities out of concrete, which are everywhere. If we visualize this consciously or subconsciously, the chance that we create a future like this is also very high. Mm. So, so I learned that even if it looks, <laughs> let's say, even if it looks bad now to <clears throat> consciously always focus on what I want uh, to experience in this world or how I want the world to look like. And, and then, and because, and you can uh, take this down to the personal level. For example, I mean, to build a, to build a Ringbogenkreis, yeah? Uh, I could only build Ringbogenkreis this way because I had this vision of a company which is blossoming, which is expanding, which is, uh, touching hundreds of thousands of people. If I would have uh, visualized that we will be bankrupt next year, that people don't like me, you know, that uh, people think vegan food is, is shit bullshit, you know, then, of, then we would not have this conversation right now. So um, it was only possible to build this project because I, I only believed 100% that it would work. And and we need, and this, and the laws are, the, the, human, the human or natural laws are always the same. So if these laws work for our personal lives, 
they must also work for um, mm -hmm. for our humanity, you know. So that's why it's, in my opinion, it's so important that we um, that we make it. And it, I know it's really hard to to see because most of the people I know either they are totally positive, yeah, because mm -hmm. they they say like there is nothing bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't look at this; it doesn't exist, you know. <laughs> the positive thing, you know. And then there are the others which say um, everything is going downhill, you know. <laughs> and there's there's not many people in between. And we need to we need to face what is going wrong. Let's take again the, the the example of the company. For example, if a person doesn't work well, yeah, and I say I love this person, she's great, then uh, I because I don't want to look at this problem, then I will have a big problem in the future. Right. So I need I need to face what is not working in the company. I need to change it. And the same with, with the problems we have on this planet. We need to face what is going wrong. Otherwise, we cannot change it. And at the same time, we should always visualize the, um, a healthy planet. Otherwise, we cannot manifest that. And, and at the same time, uh, if, we, if we only focus on the negative, we lose so much energy that we, right. cannot, that we lose the energy to, to be a positive change. That's also what happened to me when I was so depressed. Of course, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything anymore. So <clears throat> this and is- We lose the perspective as well, right? We lose the imagination mm -hmm. of how it could be better. Yeah. Because when we have this picture in mind, even when we don't have the solutions, like it, it, it will help us to think more in solutions and not in, yeah, philosophing about what everything goes wrong and and going more into action rather into depression. <laughs> yeah, and for example, that's why I, I don't um, I don't read news or I don't listen to news or something. You know, yeah. because yeah. I mean, this kind of world they are presenting to us it's it's not the world I want to live in, and it's also not the true world. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. really, if you really go into this, it makes you depressed. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's also important that we look at. Um, that we look at examples which inspire us, you know, like people who, for example, let's, let's, uh, do you know this desert greening uh, project in Ethiopia, mm -hmm. you know, where just one person was able to, to green the desert on a, on a huge scale, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, if you look at people like this, that really gives us energy and it also is a living example of what is possible. And of, you know, and I, I bet that every, every person who was with this guy who found a desert greening at the beginning said, you're crazy. It will never work. Yeah. You know, but he said it will work and I believe in it. And probably that was his deepest dream. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> and there's so many ex examples in the world that people did things which seemed to be impossible and they just made it, you know? Uh, so, and that's, I think, I believe that we need to remember that we are powerful beyond any limits and that we can create anything if we really believe in it.
That's a powerful answer. Amen. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Matthias, I think um, in respect as well of your time, that are amazing words to dive into the last, into the last question. And um, with, with all of that in mind and having in mind like this both worlds of seeing what is going on, but having this vision of that it will and can be better, What is your vision for the next like one or two years? Um, maybe with Regenbogenkreis or maybe even in, on, a, on, a, yeah, on a scale you just want just wanna introduce us to your vision. It doesn't need to be just with Regenbogenkreis because you maybe have yeah, visions you want to talk about. Um, yeah, the vision for Regenbogenkreis is that we, that we grow and expand and that we reach many, many more people, that we reach uh, millions of people worldwide. Um, and, <clears throat> and what I always manifest every morning, I swim every morning, I'm, I'm living at the river, you know, and I'm swimming every morning through the river. And while I'm swimming, I'm manifesting um, <clears throat> my vision for myself and also for the world. And one of my manifestations is today, hundreds of millions of people worldwide wake up and consciously choose to walk the path of peace, of love, of light, of truth, and of caring for Mother Earth. So that's also my, my vision for, for us, for the planet. Nice. Lovely. Matthias, thank you a lot for your time. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. And thank you for your perspectives, which we haven't covered so much on the show, but we need more. Uh, out of out of the world of yeah going more in a way of connecting with nature rather than analyzing it and putting it into numbers because i think that's such an important aspect and as you said maybe hugging a tree will give us much more perspective on nature yeah. than analyzing uh, i don't know how dry periods are going through australia or something like that and it gives us more on an emotional level and this emotional level is something we need to reach to really come into action which is not ending after one or two months because we understand it on the on a level on our head but we don't we don't feel it in the end in our heart so mm -hmm. thank you for this perspective and i take it with me thank you <laughs> Th thanks a lot Matthias. it's been very inspiring and uh, i i love it <laughs> oh thank you thank you so much it was really great to talk to you both and i hope that we uh, soon meet each other personally yeah. yes that was <laughs>